And if you've got a little bit of hope in there that you can do something different and better, that keeps you going forward. But when you lose hope, you go backwards. And and I, law enforcement, man, this is the truth. People need to listen to this right now. You are gifted. You're gifted because you faced life in all kinds of circumstances. You've seen the best and the worst of humanity. Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Travis Yates, where leaders find the insights, advice, and encouragement they need to lead courageously. Welcome back to the show. I'm so honored you've decided to listen to us today and spend a few minutes with us. If you weren't aware, you can get all of our episodes at yatesleadership.com. And I know many of you are listening on your own platforms, whether that be Spotify or Apple. But that website has collected all of the reviews that have been coming in for the podcast. I'm so thankful for them. So it's a great place to sort of really quickly see all of our episodes and all of the great men and women that we've been talking to. And today is no exception. On today's show, we have Dr. Mark Sherwood. He's a retired police sergeant from the Tulsa Police Department. He dedicated 24 years of service to his community in a variety of capacities, including SWAT, training, and patrol. He revolutionized the wellness section of the agency and was in charge of that section when he retired. Mark is a former Oklahoma State and regional bodybuilding champion, professional baseball player, and traveled the world for over 10 years with the world-famous power team. He has completed training and certifications in age management, nutrigenetics, nutrigenomics, peptide therapy, hormone therapy, stress management, GI health, and immunology. Mark is, the, 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 Mark is a dynamic motivational speaker whose presentations are sought by audiences nationwide and currently works with his wife, Dr. Michelle Neal, Neal at their clinic, the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they serve patients nationwide. Along with his wife, they have authored multiple books and produced and acted in multiple movies, including the popular documentary, Fork Your Life. You can find this and a lot more at Sherwood.tv. And Mark, I can't believe I got the fancy words right, but I messed up on all the easy words, but that's just how it goes. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well. I think you did a great job. Uh, <laughs> well, is, I appreciate really it. It's really honor to be with you today. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I've been looking forward to doing this and... And uh, it was just time, you know, uh, it seems the further, the further we go down this road called life, the, the sicker and sicker people are getting, especially in the law enforcement profession. And you have uh, just excelled in that area for many, many years. And of course, you've helped me out tremendously in that area, as well as other people. And I just I just wanted to start off with uh, you're obviously you were in law enforcement for 24 years, but. Specifically, what got you interested in the fitness and wellness space? Well, I think probably as a kid, you know, I wasn't the most fit person, but I always had the the drive to achieve things. And I, I always admired, you know, fit people. And and I wasn't necessarily fit. I was more fat than fit. And um, then when I got in the police department, uh, well, actually back up a little bit, I was a, a baseball player and professionally, and I was living in Australia, Travis, and I was all alone. I had nothing to do during the day. This was before cell phones and before computers. I know people are listening right now. Really? There was such a day as that. Yes, there was. And, uh, and I lived in it. And so did you probably somewhat. Um, but I, I started to go into a gym, you know, during the day. And, and, um, when I came back after living abroad for a year, my whole body had changed and people saw me differently. They, Related to me differently, and 
and I realized that, you know, fitness was something that could affect me in a positive way and could help my self-esteem. And that was kind of how it started. And then when I got in the police department, being on the SWAT team, you had to kind of be in a level of shape. And as you know, I was given the opportunity to teach a few classes uh, while employed at the Tulsa Police Department. And that got me looking at statistics. And this really got me going. I, I saw the statistic that's well known to law enforcement that was an FBI study back in the 70s, as I recall. But the average life expectancy for the male police officer who served 20 years was 66 years of age. And so this was back in the uh, early 2000s when I was put in charge of the uh, wellness program development for the Tulsa Police Department. I started digging into those same statistics, and I thought, well, golly, what is it for Oklahoma? What is it for Tulsa? And, Travis, I found out it was the same. 64 and 66 years of age, respectively. And that kind of broke my heart because I thought people work really hard and a law enforcement officer is certainly under the gun a lot with stress and the way they serve and protect our communities. They're heroes, you know, in my in my opinion. And um, they're not in getting to enjoy that retirement at all. And then we brag about the pension systems being so healthy. Well, that's because the officers are so unhealthy. You know, it's kind of an obvious. And I, I kind of made it a mission at that point to go figure out why. And that got me into studying about health and learning about health. And, you know, that's now, you know, 24 years ago. And I, I, I haven't stopped yet. I've realized that people are probably too sick right now, more sick than they should be. We're increasing sick span and decreasing lifespan and there are unscrupulous people in our world that are profiting off of sick people, and specifically with law enforcement. I have always thought, always thought, and still absolutely am convinced that officer wellness is officer safety. And it is not looked at nearly enough at all in regard to those areas. So that got me started. My passion hasn't changed at all. I'm still serving and protecting as best I know how. And no, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, you look at professional sports teams, they treat their employees, their athletes like athletes. You know, they don't just yeah. stop when they get hired and don't pay attention to their fitness anymore. And in law enforcement, as we all know, that's pretty much what happens. You got to get in really good shape before you get to the academy. They keep you in shape in the academy. Then they just forget about you. And the rest is history. And you just described the statistics. And one thing I want to make sure our audience knows, Mark, is obviously you were an expert in the profession in law enforcement in this area, but you lived it. I worked with you for a year on graveyard and I, you know, when you've been on, I, I retired for 30 years and there's not a whole lot of things that are ingrained in your mind after all that time is sort of culminated together. But the one thing I always remember is, is we'd be on graveyard. I think you were a sergeant and I was a corporal working for you and all the guys or gals would be going to the Denny's or the IHOP or the breakfast place. It's almost a social gathering, right? And you would come because you're a nice guy and we would all be eating whatever crazy thing we would eat. And you'd bring your chicken or you bring yep. your little packaged meal. And I, you know, and you were the only person I ever knew that did that. And you never missed a beat. I can remember being with you one day and I was just begging you to eat a piece of pizza and you just wouldn't do it. And I just, from 
whether you know it or not, that's inspiring. And you obviously took wellness to a different level on the job, but you, that, but you've done more than that. Um, I've spoken to you about mindset and motivation a lot and your accomplishments away from the job, what you're doing now, they go far beyond just a general interest or even a business. I mean, a lot of those in law enforcement today are suffering from what I call an imposter syndrome, meaning that many of them just don't believe they have the skills and talents to do things outside of that profession. But you clearly are a unicorn, Mark. I mean, you have excelled, in my opinion, much more away from the police department and what you're doing now than even when you were in the police department, because regardless of how expert you were, you were still constrained by the rules or who you work for or your assignments and whatever else may be. Tell us why you think you're so different and what people in the profession now can learn from that. Well, I think that I just have, and I've always had the uh, desire to sort of think and work outside the box to believe in this thing called hope. The hope is what drives the system and drives the body and drives our life and drives our motivation. If you've got a little bit of hope in there, that you can do something different and better. That keeps you going forward. But when you lose hope, you go backwards. And and I, law enforcement, man, this is the truth. People need to listen to this right now. You are gifted. You're gifted because you've faced life in all kinds of circumstances. You've seen the best and the worst of humanity. And you face it head on. You see it. You have a wide range of experience and you can relate. You also realize when law enforcement that only by the grace of God is that you. Because I'm capable of anything goofy and also anything good. And it's kept me in track. And through that process, I realized that what I learned in law enforcement was something that I could share with the world in an area of creativity that was what reflected of me. Yes, fitness. Yes, uh, health. But it, but I was able to sort of keep learning and go back and become a naturopathic doctor and really become this that we became this thing, my wife and I, that we we represent hope now in health for 12,000 people around the world. I would have never seen that coming. But now that I look back on it, the law enforcement experience set the tone for that, Travis, and it really it inspired me and it trained me and it it worked on me until it helped me become who I am today. And there's not a person out there that is serving law enforcement that doesn't have the same capabilities. It's not doing the same thing, but it's going beyond who you think you can be. I've watched too many cops that are just broken down and beat down that can't get rid of the gun because they don't think they can do something else. I'm not saying that guns are bad. I'm saying just all, you know, you think all you got is security. You retire and all you got is security. It's hard stop. No, you don't. You've got more protection and service to do. Find the areas of protection and service that motivate you and go for it. You, if people have served in law enforcement and have been successful and are still alive, come on, man, there's nothing you can't achieve. Yeah, I mean, I watched it firsthand. And for those listening, I mean, I watched Mark Sherwood when he goes, I think we'll learn Spanish. Then he just goes out and next thing you know, he's no Spanish. And then you retire, Mark, and within just a matter of a few years, you've got your naturopathic doctoral. Yeah, and, and you just start doing all this amazing stuff. And as you said, helping thousands of people across the world. And it's not about money because I know plenty of people, including myself, that have easy access to you for you to help and you don't ask for a dime. And it's 
So you take you've taken that service that you had in law enforcement, but you're still in service, just in a different capacity. And I can't think of any better advice. And so you and your wife, you specialize in functional medicine. I want you to kind of explain to our audience because I talk to people all the time about this, and they think whatever their doctor tells them, whatever their insurance tells them is always in the best interest of them. But here's the problem with your doctor. Your doctor is trained to solve, to, 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 to wait till you're sick, right? They, and then they, they're not always trained in how to prevent the sickness. It's just to maybe put a bandage, so to speak on the sickness. And so there's a huge difference with a med- medical philosophy and some of you listening may be familiar with some of the biohackers out there or maybe watch some watch some of the YouTube folks out there but there's a whole different world of medicine that very few people in law enforcement in the general public are exposed to because it's not part of the healthcare system or should I say the sick care system and so kind of explain to us what you do there at the Functional Medical Institute and why that is so important Well certainly what we do is kind of a cross between functional medicine, conventional medicine, and fun- and uh, biohacking. But to really get into understanding the point you're making is healthcare is one of the biggest con jobs that has, get this, I'm going to say something strong, hurt and killed more cops than any bad guy on the street ever could. Here's why. Because police officers are trained Go through the academy, you prepare, you prepare, you prepare. You go through annual in-services, you prepare, prepare, prepare. You have trainings, you prepare, prepare, prepare. We have these mandatory insurance of in-services in of pre- preparation. Preparation is a mindset except in one area, health. We don't prepare at all. We are trained to react. Conventional health system is not health at all. It's sick care system. We have an expectation of a medically trained doctor to know what to do to keep you healthy. That is not what they're trained in, Travis, and I'm not knocking them. They're some of the most brilliant people around, but they're trained like this. If you go in and you present or you show up with certain symptoms, the symptoms are a cough, stuffy nose, maybe watery eyes, they assess that symptom algorithm formula to prescribe a medication. The medication is a pharmaceutical drug that's designed to either stop or mitigate the symptoms. It never goes into what created that presentation of those symptoms. It is downstream philosophy only. It's like this. Pretend that you and I are people that live next to a river, and this is the illustration I want people to catch. When the water comes up, and you live near the river, and it's flooding. It's over the river, over the flood station. It's getting up near your front door. That's like your life when you get sick. You go to the doctor. The doctor gives you a medication. That's synonymous with giving you a sandbag. Well, the water keeps coming. You go back and get another pill slash sandbag. So what happens is nobody ever determines why the water came up. Eventually, you're going to run out of sandbags, and the water's going to flood out your house. You're going to die. That's what happens to law enforcement officers. But I want to know what created the flood. So if you go back to that analogy, I go back upstream and I see a big dam up there. Well, the dam is my my genes or my genetics. And we check that. I want to know how my damn genes work, if you get the, the analogy. And above that, I want to know what the reservoir looks like, the environment. And I know the cop environment is tough. So you get that reservoir, dam, 
river analogy in your head. So to, to really get to the root cause of disease, you have to go back and understand what was the origination of the issues that led to the imbalances, that led to the symptoms, that led to the medication. We look at it differently. We're not, we're, we are experts at the symptom treatment, but I also want to know what caused it. So upstream, we look at genetics, you know, environment, lifestyle, et cetera. We remediate or fix the cause. Therefore, the symptoms go away. Therefore, disease then becomes irrelevant. And so the, this is a healing mentality. The, the conventional system manages diseases. The functional medicine, biohacking, et cetera, prevents diseases. We need to have the option today to pick which side we're on. And I've not seen a police department yet, not one in all of my years, that took what I just said seriously and did anything about it. No, we very much have to understand that while we may have trust in doctors, we have to understand who we're trusting. And I agree, some of the smartest human beings we have on this planet. But the fact is, doctors get less than a day of nutrition classes in medical school. And the fact is that whatever they graduate with the knowledge of medical school as they go out through their career and work in the healthcare system where they're getting 20, 30 patients a day with hardly no time to talk to any of them, they're not getting retrained. They have to choose to do that. And so... That's why when I go to a doctor that's maybe 67 years old, this guy's talking old school to me because I have gone out there and looked for myself and people don't want to hear that because they just want an easy solution, an easy answer. They want to get a pill, but that whole system is broken. If you care about your health, you must listen to what Dr. Mark is talking about. And it's interesting you talk about the research you did, Mark, because I was with you when you pulled the pension data from the state of Oklahoma and found that 64 number and how it had not changed in 20 years. Well, the same is happening to the civilians in America. Our life expectancy is actually going down. It's one of the few, uh, you know, not a third world. It's one of the few major countries on the planet where our life expectancy is not growing. It's actually going down, which kind of defies logic in a technology savvy country as we are. And it's because the system that's designed to give that longevity is completely broken. It is broken. And I believe it's beyond repair because as, You also know I'm very politically savvy having ran a campaign at one time. um, Well, how did that not make it in the bio? Mark Sherwood ran for the governor. (laughs) I don't know how how I left that out. Well, it is fine, but I learned a lot. (laughs) I learned about lobbying. So Big Pharma is one of the most powerful lobbyists. Most politicians take money from Big Pharma. Um, Travis, we are one of two countries in the whole world, us and New Zealand, that allow Big Pharma to advertise directly on public television to our people. How twisted and sick is that? We are absolutely, and I'm glad you shared that about life expectancy. It has declined the last couple of years for the first time in the last five decades. And it's been primarily because of what you talked about. We are looking for a pill for an ill. We are taught that the big pharma, big medicine, big government is here to help you. But as we all know, using the police analogy, when you're out on the street, man, you've got to know how to take care of yourself or you're going to get killed. This is the same thing people need to do with the healthcare. That thing is an enemy of itself. 
not that we don't need pills sometimes, not that we know, don't need the acute emergency care because we've got some good ones out there, but our preventive care is horrible. We spend more money per person on this fictitious health care than any other country in the world. And we're near the bottom of return or near the bottom of health of all the industrialized nations in that same world. So, you know, look at that. I'm like, that's not working. And if it's not working and it hasn't worked in 75 years, it's probably time to start embracing what I would consider more traditional care as what my wife and I do, more care that's been around for the last thousands of years. And, and really support systems like that so that more of them will come up. Because as you know, we're kind of out there a lot doing what we do by ourselves a lot of time. Now we're starting to get some traction, but man, it's been a hard road. Yeah, and I applaud you for it because going down that narrative path, the, the, what we've, way we've always done it path, that's easy. And that's what we talk about in Courageous Leadership. That is not helping us. And you and your wife have been extremely courageous because that is not only a difficult path, it doesn't always pay as well as the other path. And so you guys truly believe in this. I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but I want the audience to understand how broken – Everything is one of my wife and I's passions is when we listen, we watch television and we hear, see the pharmaceutical commercials. We wait to the very end and we hear all of the potential side effects and they say them really quick, but it is outstanding and crazy when you hear that. But people need to understand the studies that you have to produce to the FDA to get a drug approved are studies financed by the same drug manufacturer and then you have many of the people that approve these pills or medicines for people then get jobs when they leave the fda with the pharmaceutical companies we have similar things in law enforcement the police chiefs that are down with the doj end up getting jobs as doj consultants and it's all about the money but it is a twisted system that our own government is permitting and when you've made that statement early on that this is actually killing us more than any bad guy ever could that is why because the system is set up to harm you and if anybody has any question about this watch some of those documentaries on oxycodone uh, oxycotton what what, i mean i think hulu's got some netflix has some but it shows you that it was our own government that said this was not addictive. And now we're losing over 100,000 people a year in overdose deaths because of what our own government approved. And it's, I think a lot of people, Mark, they don't want to know this because they don't want to believe this. But if you don't understand this and you don't study this, you are risking your health, are you not? Yeah, you really are. And people need to understand that and I think it's kind of comical, but also very sad when you play those commercials that at the end of those, they always talk about these side effects. But side effects are not unknown side effects. Those are noted in the studies, noted in the studies so much so that they tell you that, that these should be expected. Well, a lot of people don't understand this statistic I'm getting ready to say. The third leading cause of death, depending on what database you look at, is properly prescribed medication and properly done procedures. Now, come on. Does that even make any sense? Now, most of law enforcement, I'm just going to use a simple little analogy that I use. When law enforcement officers work shift work and all that, they end end up getting on about three medications before they've been on about 10 years. Blood pressure medication, uh, blood sugar medication, and probably an antidepressant. So, you know, when I look at my database, 
and I go, okay, what nutrients does that pull out? Nutrients is what drives the system, right? And so if I put in those three drugs into my system, get this, I get pulled out zinc, which is important for immune system. We pull out folic acid and B12, which is important for blood health, brain health, energy. And we pull out sodium, which is important for heart. Okay, so when you take drugs, you actually can get nutrient pullouts that actually create more harm. Well, wouldn't it be better to go back and say, how can we fix blood pressure? How can we fix blood sugar? And how can we fix our mindset? We need to put drugs in the right category, Travis. Use them appropriately. But one of our mission statements here at our clinic is to avoid all unnecessary uses of medication. The other one we have is to reverse or eradicate all self-imposed choice-driven diseases. When I say it's bad, I mean, I don't even think that word even comes close to the criteria of how bad it is. People have been completely conned and they're in bondage right now to a system that has them enslaved. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And I'll speak to like some elderly folks that have sort of been inside the system for so long and and you just can't convince them like people are just no. so sold out to these doctors and the pharmaceutical companies. I'll give you one quick example. Uh, obviously, I do a lot of reading about this and I found some studies on metformin. And by the way, we're not yep. giving medical advice here, but I found some studies on metformin. Metformin is one of the most prescribed drugs. Uh, for diabetics, it keeps your insulin down. Of course, insulin is a driver for weight gain. And so there's some studies out there that say, hey, the, the studies show that people that weren't diabetic took metformin, their lives were actually extended. It, they, they believe that the properties in this particular drug uh, actually does, because it reduces the insulin over a long period of time, that your life is actually extended. So I'm at my regular doctor, Mark, and she's asking me, she made the, she made the mistake of saying, is there anything I can do for you? And I say, well, yeah, you know, uh, I've been reading these studies on metformin. I'm kind of interested in trying that out. And she says, well, you're not a diabetic. And I go, yeah, but these studies say this. And she tells me, well, I know they say that, but you're not a diabetic. And unless you're a diabetic, I'm not going to give you <laughs> this drug, which which no big yeah. deal. No big deal. We could, you know, there's, a, there's some supplements and other things like that that we could get into that can do very similar things. But I will yeah. say this. Let's talk about supplements because you talked about scams earlier. And I uh -huh. have been talking to law enforcement until my head spins about the stuff that they're buying and they think that's in it. Every study I've ever seen on the general supplements off the shelf, the vast majority of them don't even have what it says it has. Of course, it's not, you know, the supplement industry is a, is a wild west. It's not, you know, there's no oversight to that, so to speak. And you can pretty much guarantee that if a supplement's sitting on a Walmart shelf, it probably doesn't work very well or the pharmaceutical company would have taken it over because that's exactly what they did with Ozempic and some other ones because those were around in the peptide form long before we heard this word yeah. Ozempic. And so give some advice to the, law enforcement officers because law enforcement does they gravitate to i mean i think they understand that they want substances they want things to make them better they understand that athlete mindset but they get sent off in so many different directions and you can't just go to walmart and start grabbing stuff off a shelf how would you tell what would you tell them that they should do if they're wanting to you know add supplementation or add peptides or add certain things to help them as any athlete should well, I agree with you. They need it, today supplementation, peptide use. I don't look at it as an option. I look at it as something we ought to be doing. Uh, 
uh, everybody. Now, having said that, the sub, just a couple of ground rules people need to keep in mind. The supplement industry is a $159 billion industry as of last year, and it is uh, completely full of corruption. The supplement industry is, is regulated by the FDA. However, as long as you don't say the supplement treats, cures, mitigates, or prevents diseases, it's perfectly legal to be on the market. And that's a broad thing you can do. So you could hire a, a hired celebrity to give you a testimonial that's a lie. But as long as he doesn't say that it treats diseases and follows the criteria, it sells a lot. The looseness of the guidelines out there in order of, you know, to get something specific, uh, to get it where it's actually pure, that, those are all over the roadmap. You got to look for something that's um, at least CGMP certified. Certified Good Manufacturing Practices is what that stands for. But CGMP is kind of what you're looking for as a label of, of uh, professionalism. I only deal with those companies that do that and meet the levels. And I actually go through the labs. I'm that crazy one that does that. And people need to look for that. I would not buy anything at all from a grocery store, from a supplement store, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't buy it online. I would find somebody, a clinician, hopefully, that knows, that at least looks the part that they know and ask them the question and then have the clinician get them or connect them with the best sources at this point. Otherwise, they're going to get ripped off. And with peptides, especially those are able, you can get those right now, kind of, on the market out there, they say right on them, not for human use. You're setting yourself up for a potential problem because there's no one that's regulating that. It may be good. It may not be good. But you got to know what you're putting in your body, just like you know how to put the bullets in your gun. You want to make sure they actually have a bullet in there. It's not just a casing. Pay attention to that. Find people that know what they're doing. Gravitate to those. I see it all the time, Travis, and I'll conclude that answer with this. Know that you cannot pill away, pray away, hormone away, supplement away, or exercise away a bad diet. Yeah, and what you said is so true. And I know why cops do it, they, because they're cheap. We're cheap. Our profession's cheap. We want the cheapest stuff. But you're literally wasting all your money. None of it's going to work. Yeah. And I know you and I both know all the companies that are great companies. Some of them are sold on Amazon. but. The easy thing to do is go to your website, Sherwood.tv. You guys actually sell supplements. You don't got to buy them from Mark, but you'll see these supplements companies that they're using. And maybe it's not Mark, but maybe there's a functional doctor in your area. If they're carrying supplements inside that uh, cl that clinic, you can guarantee if they're a legitimate functional doctor, they're going to be, uh, you know, the ones you need to get. And they're not that much more expensive. And plus to know that what you're getting uh, is worth what you're getting. And there's a, you know, listen, it's been a godsend for me, Mark, because I've been talking to you for years and you've got me dialed yeah. in with the right supplements. I just talked to you a few weeks ago about grounding. I've been doing that. We're going to get back to that hopefully by the end of the show. That's been incredible. Uh, and so there's so many things that doesn't take a lot of time that you can really tune in what you're doing and make yourself feel amazing. I'm going to link up an interview with Dana White because he was a guy on his deathbed and he tuned in some of these things that we're talking about, things that you do in Mormark that literally that you can't even recognize a guy now. He looks so much different and he's so much happier. And so I do want to address this, Mark, because sometimes we address health 
and healthy as, well, I look fine, I feel okay. But one thing that I noticed after I left the job after 30 years is I didn't know how bad I actually felt, uh, stress-induced yeah. mainly. And you don't know if you feel bad unless you feel good. So if you feel bad for a long time, you become used to that. That becomes the normal. So let's say an officer is listening to us right now. They think they're doing everything right. Their regular doctor didn't have much to say to them. They're never really sick that much. Um, and they look tactical cool in their uniform. And maybe they even got some tightened up sleeves, right? They're looking good. They lift a little weights. What would you tell them to do if they, if they really, truly want to make sure that they are on that healthy path? Well, they need to get a quality blood work done, not your general practitioner blood work, because it's in completely inadequate, in my opinion. It's antiquated with old data. And Mark, let me interrupt you, because that's important. Yeah. The blood test that you get annually from your primary care physician or your health insurance mandated tells you literally nothing. Nothing. That's right. You've got to get a legitimate full panel blood work done. I'll let you finish that. Yeah. You know, they'll tell you everything's fine, but just know the averages come from this population of people in our country. And if you fall into an average of that, they're basically saying you're fine slash you're dying like everybody else. Um, you need to get a, a more complex blood work panel done that, uh, and do it annually and find a functional medicine doctor that does that. I mean, we, we actually, our panel is when we created, we run it through the Cleveland Heart Lab that looks at a variety of a broad-based amount of markers so we can see where a person is on disease processes. And I see it all the time, you know, when people do that, they're like shocked. They have no idea. That's one. Number two, check your body fat percentage. It's not about weight. It's about body fat percentage. I like men somewhere around 10 to about 18% and ladies somewhere between 18 and about 26%. Health cannot be equated to scale weight anymore, and that's been the case for a number of years. Um, also, you know, check your ability to sleep. Sleeping is one that law enforcement officers suffer with because as time goes on, shift work can take its toll on you. A lot of people don't take inventory of that, and you, you just don't rest well. And one thing I find about myself, I found that I probably became more cynical and negative over the course of time because you're in a negative environment you don't people don't give a call for service and say hey come let me buy you a cup of coffee no no it's always a negative thing so that can change you and you got to kind of find things that interest you in other areas and challenge you in other areas you mentioned i learned spanish i i look forward to my annual mexico trip because i want to go um Yo necesito practicar mi español más, you know, I need to practice it more, you know. And so I really think that learning new things and skills like that, officers can do that and they should. So those are some things that people need to do, actively speaking. And then last thing, build relationships with people that are outside of your normal law enforcement circle because you you, you see that there's a whole other world out there that that makes basically you need and that needs you. Well, I know this, Mark, the last time I met with you, you gave me that 10 to 18% body fat range and you told me 15. And I, I tried to argue a little bit because I know that the 
government tells me that 20% is a healthy percentage. And I was right around that. And you pretty much put me in my place. Cause as you just said, <laughs> they're comparing me to the other sick population. So yeah, uh, I'm fighting hard brother. So the next time I see you, you'll be happy with me, but you're right. We put so much stock into appearance and weight that literally has nothing to do with it. We've heard that term skinny fat or skinny sick. It doesn't matter what the appearance is, what's on the inside. And the healthcare system is just not set up to be accurate and tell you that, right? Because you go to the doctor, what do you do? You get on a scale and weigh. They don't take your body fat at the doctor's office. They just weigh it and you're good. Yeah, a person is as old as their vessels, right? The whole idea of vascular health has got to be looked at. And I think that, you know, we look at the biological aging processes and the biological aging speed and actuality different than we do the chronological age. And we actually have tests and things that we do that can actually slow down, even reverse, if you will, somewhat the biological aging processes of speed. So we can actually test that, quantify that and move the needle in that. That's a whole different way to look at it. And that's what I would encourage people listening to sort of get their mind around that We've been told that this is the way you do it. You you get sick, you go to the doctor, you get a pill and move on. We've been told that you retire and if you live five years, that's good. If you live to 70, you've had a good life. Stop, hard stop. That is not the case at all. I believe our organ systems as a whole are generally created in all things being equal to live and exist about 120 years. That doesn't mean we're going to live that long. That's not the point, Travis, but it means that we need to start exhibiting a higher quality of life in the years as opposed to a decline of years in life. And that's increasing six span. We don't need to do that anymore. We need to increase the fullness of lifespan. Yeah. And, you know. When I read the Bible, you'll read about people living for hundreds of years. And I and there's some theologians that will tell you that that's... Listen, I believe that. Let me tell you why I believe it, Mark. Because back then, we didn't have what's in our water now. We didn't have what's mm-hmm. in our food now. We didn't have all the artificial lights and all of the things in the environment that literally is killing us. We didn't have any of that. And, and, and you look what the generations have done to the body. Because I agree. I think we are set up to live much longer than what we're told, but it's almost like we expect to live to be in our seventies. That'd be great, right? Oh, maybe I can make it to 80. But what you're saying is that's not the case at all, but we have to put some effort into it. And before I get to this one question, I want to sort of preface the audience here. You've got to change your mindset about healthiness and wellness. And here's how, because it took me a while to do it. But once I did it, my life was forever changed for the better. You're going to have to spend money to be healthy. Your healthcare system, where you pay your deductible or you pay $5 to see a doctor or you get your prescriptions for $15, that is not set up to keep you healthy. So when you start diving into these issues we're talking about, you're going to have to understand I'm going to spend some money. But what better thing to spend money on than being able to live a long, happy life? Yeah, Travis, the whole idea of costs should be analyzed under this microscope it is more expensive to live sick than it is expensive to live well people that end up 
having needless procedures in the hospital. You know, hospital stay average right now is over $5,000 per night. Just wow. How many vacations could you take and stay at a five-star resort? You could stay at a $500 a night room for 10 days and enjoy yourself with good food as opposed to spending a one night in the hospital with a sterile environment and the absolute poorest food that you could find. It's like fast food on steroids. That is not okay. And I think previously you said something about what we're designed to do. People need to know that, and we run genetics a lot, the genes have changed 2% in 10,000 years. That's it. So if we believe the creation theory and we believe the earth was destroyed by water, then that would mean that you and I have pretty much the same genes as Noah had when he stepped off his boat. Now, if that's true, and I believe it is, then the diseases and sickness processes we have today, such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, cancers, autoimmune, dement, autoimmune diseases, Alzheimer's, dementia, osteoporosis, maybe, just maybe, I'm meaning this facetiously, maybe, just maybe, we've been conned to believe that those are normal. But in reality, they're diseases of environmental force. The environment that we have as law enforcement officers and uh, just people in general needs to be checked all the time. And on the last thing about spending money, when you're a law enforcement officer, you want the best equipment to protect you. You want the best equipment to protect you from a defensive standpoint and an offensive standpoint. This is no different. It's just more important. Yeah, and uh, it's so, so valid, Mark. And and I know we have some officers listening to us right now that are thinking to themselves, man, I'm in trouble. I know I need to sleep better. I know I need to lose some weight. I know I'm not feeling great because it affects your entire life. Not just a job, it affects you at home and everything else. Like, I'm too tired when I get off work to play with my kids. So, if, and they, and, but they're feeling overwhelmed because every message they're hearing is, is take a pill for this, take a shot for this. What would you tell that officer that step-by-step to get a handle on that? What advice would you give them? Well, first of all, I'd say, you know, understand where you are and, and know that you're in a bad spot to, to admit that is is courage to admit that you need to change is courage and to actually make changes is even more courageous i know you talk about that in the idea of courageous leadership travis it it, it means that you're not going to be like everybody else anymore man you're going to do what you need to do because it's the right thing to do and i think people should take inventory they should immediately seek out some help Find somebody like my wife and I that cares about you, loves you, and is wanting to build a relationship with you in the teamwork of your health care and truly health care. And interview doctors. Ask questions. If they don't satisfy what you're looking for, go somewhere else. Um, certainly, there's, there's a few out there. Find somebody that respects and loves law enforcement. I mean, Travis, when, when I see somebody that comes in front of me that is a former or current law enforcement officer, my eyes light up. My heart goes pitter-patter because I appreciate them so much. And I want to do everything I can to not just keep them alive, but truly keep them alive. So I think that if you're out there right now and you, that's you, man, seriously, there's hope out there. Find somebody that's doing it that can help you, that will, and gravitate and hang on to them with everything you got. And that way you'll win. I've told this story multiple times. I told it on one of your stages one night, Mark. 
and the importance of leadership in law enforcement when it comes to this issue. Uh, you as leaders have a much bigger role than just checking the, doc, checking the box and paperwork and sending your officers to training and doing the evaluations. I uh, was about 340 pounds. Now, I don't know how big I actually was. That was just the last time I weighed. And I worked for a police chief at the time that kind of had a sick sense of humor, and he put me over the wellness unit at the training academy. And that was one of my assignments. I had multiple assignments, but one of them was the wellness unit, and you were my sergeant at the time, Mark. And I felt compelled, not because I really understood any of this at the time, but I felt compelled to try to get in better shape from a leadership standpoint because I'm the leader of this unit and officers are coming to these in-services of this phenomenal class that Mark was teaching. And here I was. And, you know, I, I was a little fortunate because I'm almost six foot four. I held my weight pretty well. People probably wouldn't believe that I weighed that much, but I did. And I probably weighed more. I may have been bucking 353 to 55. Whatever it was, I felt terrible. And all the things you talked about, from sleep apnea to all the medicines, I was on it all. And I was in the gym one day, because it's hard to not go to the gym if the gym's right down from your office, and that's what your assignment is. And I did what a lot of really out-of-shape people did. I got on the elliptical, and I watched TV. Now, nothing wrong with that. Do something. But that's what I did. That was my go-to. And I'm in there one day, and I'm on the elliptical. And Mark Sherwood walks by me because Mark, when you see Mark, and I'll have a photograph of Mark here in the show in the show notes, he looks like he works out about 10 hours a day, but Mark's workout is actually <laughs> less than an hour. Like you don't work out yeah. that long. You just know what to do and you eat right and it's pretty amazing stuff. And you walk by me and you said, Travis, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm doing a little elliptical work. And all Mark said to me was, now just remember, Travis, you were an athlete. You were an athlete in high school. You were an athlete in college. You are still an athlete. Now, he didn't know this at the time, but those words were all it took, Mark. It's all it took. And I lost over the course of a couple years over 100 pounds. And, and from that day forward, I've been on this health journey. And there's no telling where my life would be if I would have even had a life. If a leader, a sergeant in that department that, by the way, I outranked him, but that's not what leadership's about. It has nothing to do with rank. Had the courage to talk to his captain that he worked for and gave me those words of encouragement. And so I just want to encourage everyone out there listening that you are responsible for this. You may not realize that, but the people that work for you rely on you to protect them, not just on the calls, but in their life as well. And I could never thank you enough, Mark. I love telling that story. And, man, we have so much more to cover, but we're not going to do it now. We're going to bring you back, and we're going to get into all sorts of stuff. And if you're listening, I'm going to tell you what we're going to get into next time. We're going to get into hormones, and we're going to get into weights and cardio and the importance of sleep and some of the things that you may be hearing about on YouTube, like red light therapy and grounding, all of these stuff that we have interest in. But before you get to all that, before you get to hormones or testosterone uh, or all that stuff, you need to think, think about what Mark said. The first thing you need to do is to find the right doctor, get on the right supplements, get that blood work checked, a real blood panel check, get your foundation. And in a few months, you're going to get the second part of this interview that's going to blow your way. Dr. Mark Sherwood, I can't thank you enough what you've done for law enforcement, what you've done for me, what you continue to do serving thousands of people nationwide. Thank you so much for being here. 
Oh, my gosh, Travis. Great honor. I was looking forward to this and uh, look forward to coming back. And if you've been listening, thank you. And just remember, lead on and stay courageous. Thank you for listening to Courageous Leadership with Travis Yates. We invite you to join other courageous leaders at travisyates.org.